Man, these 13 game Fridays, you've got to stop doing it. Because I'm going to keep giving these emergency, not emergency, it's not emergency, it's a bonus. Recap show, 13 games, Friday, NBA, fantasy basketball, Michael F. Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and you can have a man, a grander spanner. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. We're going to bang through this 13 games. No lines of the night, no waiver wire trends, nothing. 13 games, I've got to go out for dinner. But we're going to chuck this one in because it is pissing down here. And I've got a little bit of time. And behind this screen here, we've got a, uh, a half-drunk beer. We'll see whether it gets on the screen or not. But let's talk about these 13 games. There were lineup changes. There were ass kickings. There were so many things that I could go on for hours about. And I probably will. <laughs> we'll see where it, where it ends up. Let's go to the, um, let's go to the first game. Let's go to the Charlotte Hornets taking on your mates, the Toronto Raptors. The um, uh, the Hornets get the win, 119-116. Scotland Barnes, big, big game. 31, 10, and 10, two steals and a block. Shot well, apart from from the line, but he had 30 usage while Siakam just had 22. Siakam's line was fine, though. 25, 5, and 4, still can't hit threes. 73 from the field, it's pretty sexy, and 3 or 4 from the line. So he has started to come around a little bit here, Siakam, while Barnes here yeah, sort of reverting course back to being some, uh, some big games after a little stretch of some not-so-big games. I talked about Precious Achua on the advanced stats deep dive early today. So this man is struggling. He can't do anything. He can't put up shots. He's so inefficient. So of course he has 17 and 10 on 70% shooting with three threes in 22 minutes. Good for him. I don't care from a fantasy point of view, but it was good to see something a little bit better than the putridness he's been serving up so far. Pirtle had eight and eight. That's a really disappointing game. No blocks, 100% shooting, but his minutes are relatively stable. I just don't get why they won't, why they just won't use him. I don't know. His Darko may be not good. That's possible. I'm not sure that uh, Pirtle is being used optimally. I'm not saying he's dominating because he's not, but I'm not saying sure he's being used optimally. The Dinesh Schroeder fall from grace is uh, yuck. It's bad. 7-1-5 and five with 30% shooting. One of those ones that started out red hot and you went, all right, I guess I screwed it. The projection was bad and maybe the projection was actually too optimistic in the end because he is 208th over the last two weeks. He'll be better than that. We hold for now, but I, I reckon in two weeks we might not be. Ananobi fell back down, which is unfortunate. 11-3-4 in 36 minutes. He can't get consistency going. I still think there's a pretty big buy-low opportunity, but he's not really stepping it up, is he? He's really sort of stuck behind Barnes and Siakam, and even the defensive stats from last season, they're not really coming around. For the Hornets, it was another absolute monster from Rozier. Rozier didn't do any of this shit last season when LaMelo Ball was uh, out. 21-2-13, shooting efficiently, fantastic. Bridges, 22-8, three threes and two steals. He does not change his usage. It's 20 like every game. He's not a usage guy. He's not a big... He's playing well. Like, there's a good numbers. But the usage hasn't changed without Lamelo. 
Brendan Miller, good to see some efficient shooting overall here. 20 and 5, two blocks, four threes. If anyone wanted to give me a top 100 player for Brandon Miller, and they don't, but if they did, I would accept it. And Gordon Hayward's a very clear muscle roster player. 24, 4 and 4, 67%, 35 minutes. We talked about how Miles Bridges returning did not mean, did not impact him in a way. That, again, it was one of those coincidences. Bridges returned and Hayward shot 10%. So, oh man, I got to drop him. It's Bridges, but it wasn't. It was just the shooting. And the ball injury has definitely helped, and Haywood may not remain rosterable all season. But for now, he is rolling. Mark Williams came back, played only the 20 minutes here, while Big Dick Nick got 26. A, li- a little concerning? A little concerning? That's a great game from Richards, 15 and 8. I'm not adding Richards. But I just want to watch up. It's probably more to do with the back there of Mark Williams. For PJ, had 11 points, 3 threes, 2 steals. This man's aversion to big man... Big man stats, in particular rebounds, he's pretty comical. Although, he's not really that big. He's only like six foot eight, I believe. But he plays, uh, he has been playing a bit of center, not as much in this game. Um, can I just skip talking about these dickheads, the Detroit Pistons? Oh, my. F- this is embarrassing. It's honest. I, I, I actually, I do feel 100. I feel so sorry for the Pistons fans. I, I do. Because this shit's ridi- it's ridiculous. I've never seen anything. And I have harp basically as soon as Troy Weaver got hired and he started making ridiculous moves like sending Bruce Brown away uh, just to get rid of him, honestly, just to dump him. And I said, this man doesn't know what he's doing. Every one of these moves is insane. What is he? What is wrong with it? And uh, there was a lot of pushback. But we're seeing it. And Monty Williams is doing his best Nate Bjorkman impression to be the worst coach I've ever seen in my life. What is this man doing? I know that he doesn't... It's hard to make a good meal with um, out good ingredients... But this guy's turning mid-ingredients into a shit sandwich. What, what is happening with this squad? There was no Jalen Duran, so they started DNP legend Marvin Bagley. Last game wasn't good enough to get the backup centers over James Wiseman, who is useless, but this game good enough to start. When you have a starting... No, you don't. You have a backup center starting at power forward. You could have pushed him across, but no. And not only that, it's not about individual wins and losses. Although, a win in 2023 might come handy at some point for this absolutely piss-poor, disgusting excuse of a franchise. It's about the development of these guys. What have you done to Asar Thompson's confidence? He's not playing well, I know. Do you reckon there might be a reason behind that? Or does he just suck all of a sudden? What are you doing to Jaden Ivey? What have you done to Cade Cunningham this whole time? What are you doing in any of these scenarios? It's not about individual wins and losses. This team might have mistakenly thought they were a chance for the play-in. They were kidding themselves. Absolutely kidding themselves. But this shit's ridiculous. It's just, it's, it's embarrassing. I'd be, I would be embarrassed if I was a Pistons fan. Understand that it's not your fault at all. Because these absolute ass clowns in charge of this franchise from every position, owner, whatever Aunt Talum's role is, like Dick Twiddler, what's his role? Mm-hmm. Troy Weaver, Monty Williams. It's all embarrassing. Kate had 21, 3, and 6, 53% shooting. He's actually putting up pretty good numbers. It's 29th over the last five games. 53rd on the season now, and that's not minus one. Killian Hayes, 32 minutes, 16, 7, and 4. I, I like Killian as a prospect. I, I did, did like him a lot. He's had some solid moments here, but honestly, we don't need to play him the most minutes out of anybody. We just don't. This is good. This is a good game from him. Team worst, minus 22, while Cade was minus 20. And then Monty comes out, yeah, we're, yeah, I really want to lean into playing the starters more. Then do it. 
what is with these? What are these rotations? I, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to have a heart attack live on this video, which would, if I did and I died, you wouldn't see it because it's not going live. Anyway, that's grim. Not as grim as his franchise, though. Um, yeah, Hayes, I probably want to have him in 12 team leagues, but honestly, they could change this because nothing's, this shit isn't working. It's not working, so they could change things every single game. Jaden Ivey, no, we, we, yeah, no, yeah, we, no, we need to run it through him more. We need to help him push the pace. So he plays fewer minutes than the game last game where he was the 11th man. 21 minutes, 8 and 2. Now, again, I am not saying that Ivey played well, but you have dicked this man's confidence. You have absolutely stuck a needle through the urethra of his confidence. That is how bad it is. I don't mind a hold of Ivy, but you don't have to. And the same goes with Thompson, who had five points on 17 shots. Not 17 shots, 12 shots, 17%. That's obviously putrid. He probably shouldn't be taking that many shots. But five, two, and two. Look, if you want, I do think that things will, at some point, they have to turn around for Ivy and Thompson. But I am losing faith that it's ever going to be realized. So if you do want to move on from Ivy, do it. If you want to move on from Thompson, also do it. I think we're at that stage now. Even though this rotation might be completely different in the next game. Marvin Bagley, 9-5 and five in 23 minutes. You know what we know about Marvin Bagley? Is that we know who Marvin Bagley is. So what are we doing with him? We don't need to roster him, obviously. Well, Jim Wiseman had two in 16 minutes. Didn't take a single shot. I, I just, they make me irrationally angry. Boyan Bogdanovich stunk. But he'd been really good in the other two games, 9-3-1, and one, but we, we don't worry too much. While old mate, blackmail legend, Isaiah Stewart, Alf Stewart, Beef Stew, three points in 29 minutes. It is blindingly obvious that this man is a backup center. It is blindingly obvious you have other options to start. And that is what is so frustrating. You, he's rostered in 82% of 12-team leagues here, Isaiah Stewart. Can you guys stop this? Get him off your team. Ah, oh, the, f- the absolute frustration with this squad. Again, apologies. I actually feel really sorry for the Pistons fans. For the Magic, they just feasted because they were up against absolute nonsense. Goga, the dart, 28 minutes, 13 and 8 with four blocks, 86%. Before this game, Goga was outside the top 200 over the last two weeks, jumped up to 143 here, really nice. We don't know what happens when Wendell comes back, but we can just keep holding him as a back-end guy. Well, Mo Wagner had a stinker, four and five in 16 minutes, but he'd been playing well. And they both now, over the last two weeks, Badadze 143, Wagner 147. And that basically sums up the entirety of this absence of Wendell Carter, where both Mo and Goga are back-end 12-team league guys. That's the perfect descriptor. There was no Jalen Suggs because that questionable tag was very clearly bullshit. We'll see where it moves from here. While Wagner had 27 in 31 minutes, Good scoring from him on Bunkero, 24 and 4 with, hold on to it, it's happening. Good field goals, good free throws. It is, he is an absolute, it doesn't always happen this way. And it's a, it is an interesting corollary between him and Kate on the other side, is that there are plenty of people who look at what happened, and this is where I try to make this show different. Or I try to make it different. There are people who go, well, Paolo go, well, you can't take him at 70 because he sucks at field goals and free throws. And the correct verbiage, I, I'm, I am long-winded here. Again, beers, you know? Saturday afternoon, I'm off from work. I'm having a I'm relaxing time. The verbiage is incorrect. What you should have been saying is, Paulo Bunkero sucked at percentages last season. He sucked at them. That does not mean that he will suck at them moving forward. It is a very, very common occurrence for second-year players to take big steps forward in efficiency. 
And that's why when I project someone like Cade Cunningham to go from, let's say, 42% to 45%, it's a relatively common thing. So when he doesn't do it, the projection makes me look like I've got three dicks coming out of my ear. Right? That's, but that's a relatively common thing. And with Paolo, I projected improvements. Not quite to this level, and he's not always going to be at this level. But it is good to see that happening. Very, very good. Gaz Harris started 11 points, two threes in 23 minutes in a deeper league with Suggs out. You can look at Gaza as a three-point streamer. God, we are two games in. Holy shit. I need to go a little bit faster. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's you and the numbers. It's not you against thousands of people. It's not you battling projections. It's not you up against the Sharks and so many other guys with their lineups. They set a player projection up there and you just say more or less. Now, I don't think they have a prize picks option for Pistons wins in 2023. They might set it at three and a half and you probably choose less. But you can do it for individual player stats, points or rebounds, assists, threes, steals, blocks, whatever. You do between two to six of those, stick them into an entry and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back in that situation. So, Go across to pricepicks.com. Use the code locked on NBA. Actually, pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA and get a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. The code is locked on NBA and you get a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay. That is, that's that part of it done. Remember, Operation 70K, hit the subscribe if you are on YouTube. Let's get it cracking over there. That would be great. Um, let's go into the next game because, again, I have taken way too long on doing those ones. It is game three. It is the Atlanta Hawks and your Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers win 125-114. No Trey Young in this one. So DeJounte got his assist up to nine. He had 20 points in 36 minutes. Didn't shoot particularly well, which has been a relatively common theme for him this season. He's around the 40 mark this season, which is about the about the right zone, I think, in that 40 to 50 area is about right for him. Big, big explosion from DeAndre Hunter. Don't get this twisted. This is not what he is. This was good. 24 and seven with four threes, but it needs 18 shots and 50% shooting to get there. He's totally okay for 12s. I just prefer Bogdanovich and Bay. Uh, Bogdan had 20 and 9 in 39 minutes, while Bay had 16 and 8 with three threes and shot only 30%. But good numbers for those guys all around. And then we got um, quite a bit of foul trouble for the big men. We had 30 minutes from Capella, 15 and 6, and only 18 minutes for Okongwu. But to be honest, this game from Okongwu is better than the 25-minute games. 7 and 8 with two blocks. Finally, the blocks. Finally. It doesn't do enough there to make you go, yeah, well, obviously, how sick was it that I held him? because he played just 18 minutes, but he had five fouls in that time. Capella also had five fouls, but the Congress fouls were more apparent earlier. I still believe in a 12-team category league that Anyeka is worth holding. Anything shallower or points formats, absolutely not. Don't do it. And we are getting to the stage, and we'll probably get there when the uh, official trade season opens, which is a good fantasy harbinger as well. We've got harbinger, harbinger, um, which is even the incorrect use of that word. Thanksgiving's your first cutoff. December 15 is your next one when we're assessing players, and then we probably look at Christmas, and then obviously we get to like All-Star as the one after that, but that's way, way in the future. So December 15th, we're going to get a little bit more assessment shit going on with those guys. For the Sixers, um, Embiid, 38-14, four blocks, magnificent. While Maxi had 30 points, four, four threes, seven assists, a steal, and a block, and got to the line 12 times. Really, not much to talk about with those guys, to be fair. They're just doing the same stuff. But let's talk about the wave pool. 
I love it. 34 minutes. 15, 6, and 5, one steal, one block, two threes. After talking about him on the Eastern Conference Advanced Stats Deep Dive today, I'm glad that he backed me up. Thank you, Wavepool. The Thick Hogsman also bounced back. He has been pretty rough, but 13 and 8 is at least an improvement. While Batum played 29 minutes and don't look now, but Ubre just 24 minutes. That may not be what he does every game, but you know that I have a healthy dose of skepticism about Kelly Ubre maintaining 12 team must roster status. Have him for now. I'm not sure it holds. Ubre had 11 and 3 with two steals in 24 minutes. They unbelievably went with Mobamba over Paul Reed, having never seen Mobamba play obviously ever in their lives. They decided to use Bubba over Reed. Um, which is cool. We're not rostering Paul Reed outside of very, very deep formats anyway. And the 16 minutes for Marcus Morris is something that I could always do without. The next one was a sizable ass-kicking. It was the Wizards and their embarrassment. And the Nets. they're lucky that the Pistons are on, mate, because they be copping it more. 127 Brooklyn, 97 Washington. Avdia, who had a little slump. Good stuff here. 15 and 7, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. We love to see it, but only 6 shots. Tyus Jones played 28 minutes, 14, 2, and 3 on 60% shooting. He's also turning it around. While Bill al Kulabali played 25 minutes, had 11 and 10, only six shots for him. Still, I don't think a 12-team league guy outside of steel streaming. What about the these disgusting brothers? Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. 30 minutes for Kuz, 17 and 3. This shot distribution is just so wild to me. Why is Jordan Poole taking seven shots on 19 usage? Why is that happening? You couldn't have sat me down and tortured me with anything for me to say, yes, I believe Jordan Poole will have multiple games of twenty under 20 usage. It, it makes no sense. This team makes no sense. Poole had eight points in 24 minutes. And while I've been staunchly saying, no, I'm not going to drop him, we're not far off. If this shit doesn't turn around soon, we have to do that move. I'm not doing it yet, but bloody hell. Kuzma, 17-3-2. and two. Yeah, that's all right. Well, Gafford struggled. He was great last game, Gaff, but he didn't do much here. At least he got you two blocks, 3-2-2 three, two, and two in 22 minutes. And honestly, there's just nothing else to talk about with this absolute nonsense franchise. For the Brooklyn Nets, 30 minutes for Macau Bridges, 21 points on 60% shooting. He is riding a huge shooting hot streak. Huge. He's at like, I think, 50% from three, 60%, 64% or 5% from two. It is going to cool off. If you can turn it into top 15, you do it, is my opinion. Cam Thomas, uh, like the four assists are nice, the steal and the block are nice, but the efficiency is is becoming a problem. 17 points on 19 shots in 29 minutes. I wonder what they end up doing with him in terms of um, role if Simmons ever returns. Hold him for now, obviously. Claxton, 13 and 15 with two blocks. Well, O'Neal had a nice 13, 8 and 5 game. And my man, Dayron Sharp. Three-minute legend, 15, 11, and four, a steal and a block. I love this from him. That's great. Could have done it when Claxo was out, but that's really strong. That's just a deeper league play. Cam Johnson was bad, man. Like, that's really bad. Seven points, eight shots, 38% shooting. Not much going on there. His minutes continue to be comically low. He just is not producing at the level he needs to. I firmly believe that you cannot drop Cam Johnson. I firmly believe this. I do think that his usage is going to jump up a step or two. And he's going to start playing 31, 32 minutes a night. This is just a weird one. There's been a couple of weird ones. It is a slump for him, 100%. Definitely a slump. But I am holding on to him at this point. At this point. We all get to a stage where shit has to change. We've got to make decisions at some point. But I'm not, I'm not there with him at this stage. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of medications. I can't attest to the FDA, but I can attest to pharmacies running out of medicines. 
Because it's frustrating. There's supply chain issues everywhere, worldwide. And you don't want to be in a situation where you get caught short without the medications that you need for your family. Things like moxicillin, a very common antibiotic, not always available. And that's what the Jace case provides, five essential antibiotics that can help treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory tract infections, sinusitis, skin infections, amongst others. This stuff could happen to anyone, anyone in your family at any point. And having access to the right medications can be key. That's where you go. You get your physician encounter with Jace Case and Jace Medical. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. All right, let us... Uh Let's get ready to flop back in now. How many more games have we got to go? We're getting there. That was a better pace, wasn't it? We are going to now head to the next one, which is, of course, your New York Knickerbockers taking on the Boston Celtics in Boston. The Celtics win 133-123, the final score. And the, 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 the Flying Tibbses, they made a change to their starting lineup. Quentin Grimes out. Dante DiVincenzo in. Now, we can sit here and theorize and, well... Grimes complained, therefore benched. But that, I don't know how accurate that is. And I'll tell you why. Yes, it's coincidence, but literally like four days ago, well, not literally because I'm guessing, approximately four days ago, four games ago, Josh Hart said the same shit. Hey, where are my minutes? He didn't get his minutes reduced. He got them actually bumped up. So the opposite impact. So I don't know. Let's talk about the change. Dante DiVincenzo started and couldn't have had a worse performance. Six points, 22 minutes, two threes. Now, I talked about this on Twitter today. Because as soon as you hear the starting change, the question is, ad? 12-team ad? Do we go and ad? And what I would... if Because I'm not always going to be there 24-7 to be answering these sort of questions. I, I'm just not. The number one thing I would always like you to do, see if you can say it. Type it in the chat or in the comments before I say it. You've got to play the 240 game. You've got to play it. Quentin Grimes was starting, yes, playing 19 minutes a night. So, DiVincenzo was getting like 21 off the bench. So, do you think that do you think that Grimes was going to push to 11 minutes? Do you think that um, Hart or Barrett or Quickly were going to push down four or five minutes? Or did you think it was just an alignment change where DiVincenzo plays sort of the same and starts and Grimes moves to the bench and plays the same minutes, which is more what I anticipated. You're always welcome to try a guy like DiVincenzo, but he probably does need 30 minutes and not to have two guys who dominate the ball, three guys who dominate the ball in that same line. Remember, Grimes had a 2% usage last game. Was Dante going to enter in with those groups and say, Julius, I know that you love the sound of your own uh, ball squeaking, but can I have some shots? Not likely. I'm not saying that it was the wrong move to... Well, I am actually a little bit. I'm not saying that it's the wrong move to have Dante, but this was always the likely outcome. Six points, 22 minutes. Grimes somehow got shots. Wow. 26 usage, 13 points in 19 minutes. I maintain Quentin Grimes is a very, very strong NBA caliber starting upside player. I think he can be quite good. He has just been absolutely rooted in this system. Um, Brunson twisted an ankle at the end. We'll have to watch that one because if he is out, then quickly straight up. 23 points for Bruno in this one. He had four assists while Randall had 20 and five and Barrett had 23, three and three. And if I'm going to shit on Barrett for a lot of his games, uh, I'll tell you, he wasn't bad here. 23 points in 31 minutes, 56% shooting, one of his better performances. With Robinson in and out of the locker room, 
My man, Isaiah Hartenstein, went crazy. 29 minutes, 5 and 16, 4 assists and 2 blocks. That's great. Hartenstein is a 12-team league player in 25 minutes or more. I don't know whether Mitchie Robinson is going to take it from here or if he's going to miss time. I would much prefer to add Hartenstein than DiVincenzo. Quickly would be the other guy to look at. 17 points with, of course, no steals, no rebounds and one assist. That is a Nick Young special. He had three threes there while hit. Josh the Hitman Hart had 6-6-7. Six, six, That's all right from Josh. Still not must-roster 12s. This team continues to be annoyingly frustrating. For the Boston Celtics, maximum Derek White. Very, very good. He's actually a top 20 player over the last two weeks. His value has been all over the shop. But in general, way higher than I anticipated. 30 points, 6 threes, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. He was everywhere. Well, we talked about Drew Holiday in today's advanced stats deep dive today. Can this man, like, maybe finish at the rim slightly, do something, hit a shot? Well, he did. 16, 6, and 5, 2 steals, a block, 64%. We love that. Puzingus returned, 21 points. Cool. Love it. Horford still had a double-double and played 27 minutes. Hmm. I don't think we need to hold Big Al. But you'd be well within your rights to not drop him after this. It does help that Tatum was ejected. He had 17 in 27 minutes. While uh, Not Tatum, sorry. Jalen Brown was ejected. While Tatum had 25, 6, and 5. And Slamming Sammy Hauser missed all five of his shots. Probably his worst game of the season. The next game was, unfortunately, another 20-point blowout. The Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Memphis Grizzlies 127-103. Gobert, 36 minutes, 16 and 20 with six blocks. The big fella is back. Over the last five games, no punt, seventh-ranked player. This is back to Rudy Gobert as a second-round fantasy guy. Obviously, we're not going to value him there, but he is dominating. And when you know you're going poorly when Troy Brown drops in 20. 30 minutes for Troy off the bench, 20 points, four threes. But this is because Anthony Edwards left after four minutes. Well, should, I, oh, well, should I do the joke again? I, I won't do the joke, but I will say something to Anthony if he's listening. I'm sure he's a big fan of the show, big subscriber. He maybe is going to be 70,000th subscriber. If you're going to spout off and tell people that, you tell the world that the other NBA players are soft and they never play and I just play through everything, then you've got to play through it. Sorry to say. Instead of throwing your colleagues uh, under the bus, accusing them of all being soft cocks, you probably do need to play through it at some point. Now, I have zero doubt that he is legitimately hurt. I, I believe that he is hurt. I believe all players that are hurt all the time because I know what they do and go through. But it's always when you... Again, it's back to narrative street. I'm going to draft Ant-Man because he's the guy who always wants to play. He plays through everything. Yeah, until he actually gets hurt. And we all... Eventually, all of us playing fantasy will learn this lesson. I guess. Hopefully, he's all right. But at the hip... Again, mm. also get rid of the charges. Those charges that cost him that injury. Towns, 24, 7, and 5 with two threes. Big game from him. And he is going to get a boost with um, Goose out. Alexander Walker, he had like one, one big game, one shit game, one big game. 14 points, four threes, 34 minutes. A nice deeper league stream here, but it just doesn't seem to impact Kyle Anderson, who these guys are out. It, he needs Towns out. I think that's where we're at. He does not need to be rostered in 12s. 7, 6, and 5 on 18%. While the big, the big fellow, the Wizard of Nas, Nas Reed, 10 and 9, a steal and a block. Totally reasonable as a streamer in 12s for Nas, but that is it. I don't think that he's a must-roster guy. Well, Mike Conley, how's that? Turning back the clock with 19 points and 7 assists in his 32 minutes. I should have focused more on Troy Brown, and I'll do it now. That's a big performance. But he might start if Edwards misses, and I think that'll happen. 
He's not going to shoot 80%. He took 10 shots. Let's say he's at 40%. Eight points fewer, 12, four, and four. Maybe 10, four, and four, because they're not threes. Which you'd look at and go, huh, I'd stream it in a 14. And that's, I think, where we should be valuing Troy Brown as we move forward. For the Grizzlies, I, I just never, I don't want to talk about this team because this is shit. We, like, it differs every game, and it's so hard to get a grasp on it. I think Jaron Jackson is sort of back, not fully, but sort of, 21 points, two rebounds with a steal and a block. Des Bain dropped from 49 points down to 16. He hit four threes, but not much else there, while Santi Aldama, 9, 10, and 6. Good, good a game from Santi with the uh, assist, but shot 25%. I don't believe that Santi Aldama is a 12-team league player. Nor is David Roddy, who continues to start. Nor is Derek Rose, who continues to start. And then we got Bismack Biombo playing just 20 minutes. He's not a 12-team league guy either. But what we did see is Xavier Tillman's minutes push back up. I have no idea what's going on with his playing time. None. 17 minutes, 12 and 2 with four steals. One of the best big men steals guy that's available. But I don't have any faith that he's going to play 30 minutes. How could you? He hasn't played well enough. And there's been no trust at all from the coaching staff. So he just sort of firmly on a watch list. And then the rest of the rotation, like 20 minutes of Jalen Noel, like sick, cool. Uh, Vince Williams had four points in 17. They need guys back very clearly. We're about a week or so away from Jar returning, probably from Canard and Smart as well. But yeah, they, uh, they're pretty desperate for those guys to be back there. The next one, the Cleveland Cavaliers take care of business against the Heat, 111.99. That's without Evan Mobley. Big, big double-double from Donovan Mitchell, 27-13 and 6. Shot well, great. Garlo, 18 points in 26 minutes for Darius Garland. Had like some really early foul problems. I'm glad the coach fouled him out. He ended with four fouls. 18-2 and 6 with four steals there, while Nyang had 13 points with three threes. George Nyang, been an absolutely elite three-point shooter, except this season he's barely been able to do anything. So maybe he's getting things back on track. Not a good game from the Winter Soldier. In fact, some might call it shithouse. 11 points on 17% with seven rebounds and two assists. We still hold him, but that's not good. But we did get our mate Craig Porter playing. Great. That's because Levert was out and Mobley was out. Eight, three, and four, two steals and a block. This man is a stat stuffer extraordinaire, Craig Porter. It's just unfortunate that they're not going to lean into more minutes for him. But it is good that he played 23 while Okoro played 22. We just keep Porter on our dynasty watch lists or our dynasty rosters. And for deeper leagues, it's a watch list scenario. Jarrett Allen struggles continue six and nine in 25 minutes. Um, yeah, just not... Yeah, he's just there's just something off about him. Maybe it is still the injury lingering, lingering. That's possible. For the Heat, no Bam, no Hero, no Highsmith. So Orlando Robinson started and played only 20 minutes, which is really, really disappointing. Five and eight with three assists and a block is actually, if you did add him, that's not a dreadful return. It could have been much worse in those minutes. Jimmy Butler, the uh, buy low is gapingly open. It is huge. 16 and five in 36 minutes. 33%. This, I am taking the piss because I know if Jimmy watched it, he'd laugh and he'd also get angry. But Jimmy has not been good this season. He's been okay. He has not been good. Look at me, I'm Jimmy Butler. And to be honest, there is a... I don't know how to phrase this. Because Jimmy Butler was awesome against the Bucks in the playoffs last season. And in the other rounds of the playoffs, he was not as good. But we have this idea. And honestly, I just sort of remember this now. But he, we got this idea that he just dominated through the playoffs. And he didn't. He suffered that ankle tweak in one of the games against the Knicks, never really seemed to recover, and he was sort of just okay. And he's sort of just been okay this season. Oh, He's not washed, but he is old, with a lot of miles on his body. 
and it just hasn't been good. It's something to monitor. Big minutes from Jaime Jaquez, 14-3-3 in 35 minutes, which is like solid. You know my concern with him. It's the 240 game. How does he play enough or get enough shots when these guys return? And he just doesn't do enough for me to think that he is a 12-team league player. Well, Duncan Robinson, you could not have a worse game, my guy. One point in 23 minutes, 0 of 7 shooting. One assist, and that is it. It's not quite a tone snow, but it's pretty bad. He's still worth a hold while Lowry had 17, 2, and 5 in 32. The two big performers were two washed-up old bastards, Josh Richardson and Kevin Love. Kevin Love had 14 and 12 with three assists, and Richo had 17, 1, and 2 with five threes in 31 minutes. The thing back to Huck is, is people just say, well, he's young, look at him, he's cool, heat culture. He'll definitely just play over Richardson and Lowry and Robinson. But will he? Like, will he? I don't know, because that's pretty good from Joshy. Joshy's been better than... Huckers from fantasy over the last two weeks. So, yeah, that's the problem. Now, that is okay to stream in Richo, but not more than that. Caleb Martin had 15, 6, and 4 with two blocks. Don't mind a stream of him at the moment either. It's just always about finding where the long-term value sits when we're trying to establish it. But for now, with these guys out, go for it. Knock yourself out. But it could all come crashing down really quickly, Omo Yurtseven style. Let's go to the next one. It is the Golden State Warriors, the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder win in overtime, 138. 136. The Warriors teased that they'd make some sort of lineup change. They did not. But what they did do is they lent more into John Kaminga. The bucket had 24 and 12 in 29 minutes. He fouled out, but that is two big games in a row. He took 21 shots and a team worse minus 15, by the way. I still don't. I, he's got zero feel. And there's going to be so many inconsistencies and dumb mistakes that cause Steve Kerr to pull him off. That's what she said. Like all the time. That's going to be a problem. But I don't mind you taking a crack. Like, if you want to have a flyer on him, do it. We're trying to get somewhat ahead of the trends. Two games in a row, big minutes, good production, a lot of shots, get in. Don't think it'll last at all. Have a crack. Sharich off the bench, double-doubled. I would much prefer Dario over Kavon Looney, who played just 16 minutes, 11 and 12 for Dario's. Probably, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cusp. It's a 12-14 cusp play. Like star signs, you know? Except uh, fantasy leagues aren't bullshit. Andy Wiggins, better game, I guess. He played 32 minutes, but 12 and 6. You Surely you've jacked him off, but apparently not. 79% rostered in 12-10 leagues. No need for that. Steph, 34 and 6 in 40 minutes, while Draymond continues to be actually really, really good. 12, 5 and 13, putting up numbers that we didn't really expect. What about Clay Thompson? Yes, better game. 22 points, four threes. Unfortunately, a little bit empty in other areas, but he hit his shots and he played 39 minutes. Encouraging, while Moses Moody, who'd been playing really well, got 16 minutes and had two points. Ah, the Steve Kerr rookie young guy corollary bullshit. Good game from Pajemski, though. 12, 6, and 4. We're just constantly watching Moody and Pajemski as to when, how much they play, but they're leaning into Kaminga. So you lean into Kaminga. That's what we do. For the um, Thunder, same starting line for them, same 25 minutes for Josh Giddy. 9, 9, and 4 with 3 steals. Actually, one of his better games. Getting steals, but shot horribly and played 25 minutes. That's almost impossible to hold. It's been bad all season for Giddy. In 10s, you drop. 12s, it would depend who is available. But again, an honest appraisal seven weeks in, if he's your worst player, he goes. He goes, if that is the case. Chet had 21 and 7 with three blocks. Shea had 38, 5 and 5 with five steals. He's been amazing. And the Bronco finally uncorked one. 28 points, 40 minutes, three steals, one block. We talked at length about Jalen Williams and his deflection numbers and about how the steals are probably going to have to come at some point because he's actually getting more deflections than he was last season. Well, 
maybe this is it. Maybe this has unleashed it. And we got a good game from Midwest Dylan Brooks. Lou Dort had 16 and 5 in 39 minutes, but this is the ultimate banana in the tailpipe. Do not fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Do not fall for Unique and Monique. Don't. Don't add him, please. Make me make me feel better. Um, Kaysen Wallace played his 24 minutes. Aaron Wiggins played 22. Isaiah Joe played 23, did nothing. Joe is still rostered in 12-10 leagues, and I am very, very confident that you could move on from him in those scenarios. Let's do the next one because some may say, my sources tell me the Bulls are back. 121-112 over the Spurs. Alec Jacoby White, who I just found out that was his name. I saw a Reddit post. His name is Alec. Alec White. Oh, yeah. Lacko. Alec White drops in 24, 4, and 6, 5 threes, 39 minutes. The streets are saying that he might be better than Zach Levine. Anyway, he is a must roster player. It's one of those ones that I did harp on about um, holding that actually did work. So good for me for that one. Also, are we excited about Pat Williams? Absolutely. No, we're not. But that's very good, and he should be rostered. It's always about just slightly getting ahead, and we got ahead with Pat Williams. Well, I think you did. He was His bloody head was on the front of my waiver wire show about four days ago. We got ahead, hopefully. 20 and 6, two threes, one steal, one block. Do I feel confident that Pat Williams is a 73% shooter? Fuck, of course not. He's not. But steals, blocks, minutes are all there. And guess who got injured today? You would never guess. The rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso. You know I de- detest, abhor the word um, injury prone, the phrase, the hyphenated, conjugated word. Conjugated? It's not right. Anyway, compound word. Hate it. But this man cannot. He, he, he actually, I don't think he can play in, in the NBA. I, I know that sounds hyperbolic. But if every three games you get hurt, I don't think the physicality is for you or whatever it is, your game style needs to be toned down. And then if you don't play that game style, do you actually provide enough positives? And I'm not sure. You he's, he's unbelievable, right? But he can't stay healthy. Four points in 18 minutes. It's the, the ever, never-ending Caruso cycle. It's like the Krebs cycle, but for annoying injured basketball players. Play well, add, get hurt, drop. Play well, add, get hurt, drop. Someone needs to create a graphic for me. Oh, maybe I'll do it myself. Anyway, piss him off. DeBar DeRozan, 20 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists, and 3 steals. That all looks very good, but... Let's go on all this bloke shooting. It's been a problem big chunks of the season. 29% from the field on 24 attempts. And, again, just quietly, and this started last season, his free throws are no longer elite. 6 of 10 from the line is bad on big volume. I am not saying that he's a punt free throw guy. He very clearly isn't. But instead of being 88% on 10 attempts, he's like 83 or 82. And it is trending down. And it did. This happened as soon as he hurt his thigh around that Paris trip last season. Around that time where he missed a couple of games and things were a bit like, oh, what's going on? Why is he missing all these free throws? And what's he at now? He's at 80% this season, 77% over the last five, five games. This is a man that went at 87, 88, 88 the last three years. So there is a chance that he bounces this back, but it has been persistent. And that, his free throw percentage was his number one fantasy category last season. His free throw percentage was his number one fantasy category the year before. And guess what happened in 2020, 2021? His free throw percentage was his number one fantasy category. And if that becomes mid, well then, my guy, so do you. And DeMar DeRozan is the 91st ranked player this season. And I am not sure, I am not sure how to view that because it's getting worse as the season goes on. 
a little worrying. Without Levine, Vooch is able to do way more. 22 shots, they don't all go in, 41% of them. 21 and 16 is pretty good for him. Um, and then Tory Craig chimed in with something that I don't care about. 16 and 8 with five threes and two steals. Not much else going on, I guess, in deeper leagues with Caruso likely to miss and have toes amputated or whatever. He had four and three in his 26 minutes. For the Spurs, they did it again, the bastards. Changed the starting lineup with Victor Wembanyama moving to center. Now, when I looked at this box score at the start of the game, Wemby had like two points on six shots. I went, oh, no, what's going on with this guy? Well, 21 and 20 with four blocks on 40% shooting and five of six from the line. He gets it done. Even in his shitty games, he puts up good numbers. Now, he was minus 22. And that is a Trey Jones alert. 18, five and nine with a steal. He shot 86%. Now, he'd been at like horrible numbers all season. But he played 28 minutes. I don't know how we trust anything that Popovich does or says. The man has already told us multiple times that Devin Vassell was going to start and then he didn't. But then after this game, he said, yeah, no, we're going to go with this lineup again. Like, who knows, mate? Are you? Or are you lying again? No. If you wanted to grab Trey Jones, you do it right now. And then we assess it. The horse had 20 points and hit six threes, Calden Johnson, with five assists while Zach Collins moved to the bench, played 23 minutes. This is why we don't drop immediately. 12, 9, 4, 2, 3 is good. Will that hold? I, in 23 minutes, I don't think we want Zach Collins long-term, but I'm going to give it a couple more because I don't trust the way that this lineup the, the, the way that this lineup sticks. I don't, I don't trust it. They moved Jeremy Sohan back into the starting lineup. He played good minutes, had four points with four assists. I'm not adding him. Don't care. Made the move to drop, not adding him. And Vassell stunk. 11 points, 27%. Five assists was nice. And they lose again. They started Malachi Branham, the king of nothing. 10 points with two threes in 23 minutes for Branham. Not sure what he did to deserve the start or what Chetty Osman did to deserve one start and then played 10 minutes. Like, can anyone explain that to me? Anyone? Probably not. But there we are. Changes to the Spurs lineup, more confusion. Next, we go to Denver, where the Rockets beat the Nuggets 114-106, the final score here in this one. Your mate, Canadian Stone Cold, Dylan Brooks, 16-5 and five with four threes and two steals. We're on the come up and see for Brooksy. Him and Dort putting up big numbers on the same day. Do not add. Shengun, 17-10-7, continues to play really, really well, obviously. Well, Freddles, steal watch for Van Vliet. Not there. Ah, damn it. We had three steals last game, I thought, maybe, but no. He got to the line an incredible 13 times. Unfortunately, he hit only 77 of them. And you might say that, that we didn't hit 77 out of 13. He hit 77% out of 13. And you might say, that's still good, Josh. But it's it's actually not. Because average is 80 in the NBA at the moment. So anytime that you go big volume and you go under 80, it's actually quite a significant negative. It drags you down. Not to say he's a bad game. 26-4-3 and three with four threes is good. It was a good Jalen Green one. You don't get them often. 25-3-1. and one, And it just continues to be the emptiest guy going around. There's just nothing else going on that's not scoring for him at the moment. And then Jabari Smith is not really getting any shots, but he's making use of doing other things. 10 points, 5 assists to go with... Uh, sorry, 10 boards, 5 assists to go with 9 points. Didn't shoot well. Probably one of his worst games. Well, again, it's not going to happen for Tari Eason without an injury. Sorry, it's not. 3 points, 8 rebounds, 17 minutes. Much like it's not going to happen for a men Thompson on this team. Do not hold Tari or a men in 12-team leagues. Someone the other day got confused when I said, do not roster a men Thompson. Don't stash him. And then I said, in Dynasty, he's still an elite prospect. They are very different things. And I will always specify if I am talking about Dynasty Leagues. Amen Thompson, if Amen Thompson is not rostered in your Dynasty League, it's a bad league and it's not a Dynasty League. Amen Thompson in a 12-team regular league should not be rostered. They are 
very distinct separate statements, which are both true at the same time, even though they're 180 degrees opposite. For the Nuggets, Michael Ponder, 20-8 with 40 minutes and two blocks. We said at the start of this season that there's a chance that Jokic isn't the number one player. At some point, he won't be, and you're probably better off betting the field to be there versus him. I won't say that he's on the significant decline, but it is worth remembering this. A long playoff run has an impact. And he's 29. And you know what they say, they being me. Once you hit 29, it usually doesn't get better. It starts to get worse. How much worse? Depends. But we are in, amazingly, we are starting to be in decline phase for Jokic. Now, he might be 0.01% declining over the next three years, distinctly possible. But there's going to be some more of these rougher runs than what there has been in the past. He still had 23, 16, and 5, so it's not terrible. But efficiency in the toilet, 35% from the field and 57 from the line. And let me just quickly restate that because people go, you are an absolute dickhead, Josh. Jokic declining. He's still the best player in the world. He is, yes. And if I was doing a fantasy draft white net right now, I'd probably still take him. And I probably wouldn't. I'd probably take Shea. But I'd still take him in the top two. It's not about that. It's about the level of consistency, the level of efficiency, the level of absolute dominance that he provided in past years has narrowed. It has eroded. And some of it is fatigue. And there is, there is an age factor that does go into all of this. He is still amazing. He's still probably my favorite player in the NBA. And he is still the best player. But we're seeing a few little things just appear. Aaron Gordon, man, he, he started out the season really strong and he has been honestly shit out since then. What is this? Three points in 22 minutes, six rebounds. Yuck. Peyton Watson outplayed him. Watto played 26 minutes, 13 and four for Watto with a failed DRS review. Shout out if you get that joke. Um, not much else going on there for him, but the minutes are interesting. He was out of the rotation at one point. While KCP... Did, this is the reverse KCP. You start, I started to look at this line when I was preparing. I looked at it and went, KCP, 14 points. Josh, you look so stupid. You said that he's a steel streamer only. Then I looked and he had zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and one block. Normally, he's like not scoring, but he's adding everything else. Just a weird game. Probably on a roster. Doesn't have to be. The headmaster played 32 minutes and got ejected. 21-5-3. and three. That does make Reggie Jackson very, very tough to roster. 6-3-6 and six for Reg. They're coming off the bench. And... Yeah, they, they need to make some adjustments here, the Nuggets. I don't know what they are. It's not my job. It is my job in sometimes if I'm advising the Pistons. Um, but they need to make some changes. Or they, something needs to be a bit different, I think. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Anyway. Kings beat the Suns. Good win. Big win for the Kings. 114-106. Fox dropped in 34 and 35 minutes with seven assists. Great from the line. Big from the field. Love it. Fantastic. Sabonis was strong as well. 15-7-5. and 17-5, sorry. But the big surprise here, I guess, is old mate Sasha Vazenkov. 14 points, two threes, and three steals. Only took seven shots. He knows what he's there for. His steal rate is actually pretty high this season compared to what it was in Europe. Um, that's good. We're only looking in very, very deep leagues. Though. Well, Malik Monk kept up his 12-team run. 13-2-6 with three threes for Monk. Leaky was uh, has been pretty strong, and he should be rostered. Keegan Murray continues to be like absolutely mid as balls. 30 minutes, 13 points, four rebounds. Let me let me ask you this question if you are a Kings fan. Has Keegan Murray improved this season? I think he probably has. But 
from an outsider perspective, which I am, I'm not a Kings fan, I, I would say that he has not improved enough. Is that fair? don't know. Still rostering him in 12s, but maybe not forever. Maybe not forever. Barnes did nothing as usual. Nine points in 32 minutes. Well, found a pants. This is why I do not care to roster him. One point, 17 minutes. Missed all four of his shots. There's no need. He's way worse than Malik Monk. He's not a 12-team league player. The Suns were without a lot of guys. No Durant, no Allen, no Beal. see Little suffered a... Um, uh, concussion in this one. Nurkic had a locker room trip. Still played 30 minutes. So 15, 9, and 3 for Nurk. Um, Kogi started and Kogi did his way to a Richie Benno. An interesting one. Two rebounds, two steals, two blocks, but zero points while Bates Diop started in place of Durant. But uh, we don't take shit out of this, really. Too many guys out. Booker was great. 28, 7, and 7 on 71%. Gordon was good and he continues to be useful. 19 points with three assists. But like we got 23 Chemezi Metsu minutes. 20 Jordan Goodwin minutes. Who's always a good string when guys are out, but these are the guys who don't play every night. They're not regular rotation players. We also got 55 seconds of the big four member, Bol Bol, who went scoreless and Tony Snell his way in his 55 seconds. That is not great from the Suns, but if, there is a lot out here. Like Durant, Beal, Allen, three of the guys who would, would be starters. Well, Allen might not be, but he might be. Um, and they will, I'm guessing, all be coming back relatively soon. Yeah, relatively soon. The next game, um, the Dallas Mavericks. Get the win over the Portland Trailblazers, but not without a cost. 125-112, the final score. They were already without Josh Green and Grant Williams. And then they lost Kyrie Irving with um, the foot issue again. This time, it seemed a little bit more serious. Apparently, he left the arena in a wheelchair. Um, yeah, look, it, it, that's, that's not great, obviously. Let's talk about what happened in this game and how we can translate that to Kyrie's expected absence. We know Luca's going to go crazy, 32, 6, and 10 in 41 minutes, but Dante Exum stepped up. 33 minutes, 23, 6, and 7. I don't mind an ad of Dante Exum. I would prefer to do Derek Jones, who had 14 and 8 with two steals, two blocks. 39 minutes for Jones. I do think that when Williams returns, Exum will move to the bench. Although, maybe he doesn't, because Kyrie's now got to be replaced too. They could, or they probably will have to start Tim Hardaway, I'm guessing, who had 20 points in 37 minutes. And deeper leagues will, I'm guessing, oh, maybe not though. Maybe they use Jaden Hardy. In the past, they did that, but they went with Seth Curry here for 18 minutes. Hardy didn't play. But I would watch for Hardy for next game. I would prioritize Jones and Hardaway, and then behind them, Exum. Lively had 10 and 9, one steal, two blocks. Just plugging away with good numbers. Must be rostered. Uh, Kyrie only played the 13 minutes here. And again, there's still the frustrating thing is we've got an injury here, obviously. That's bad. But it's without two alleged or two starters. Grant Williams and Josh Green were also not there. So Green's going to be out. We know this. But Williams might return next game. And then that impacts whether Exum or Jones move to the bench. I'm pretty sure it will be Exum. But again, Exum might just slide across to the two. And then they go Doncic, Exum, Jones, Williams. Actually, that's probably what they will do. So yeah, I don't mind it out of Exum then. I don't mind it. I go Jones over him. Dante last game started and do, didn't do anywhere near this, but that's obviously really, really strong. 23, 6, and 7 from Dante. It came on really good shooting, but I'm more interested in the minutes, the rebounds, and the assist numbers here. For the Blazers, Simon's second game back was great. 30 and 5, 8 assists with 4 threes, 48% shooting. We love that. And Shaden Sharp, minutes pulled down and efficiency went up. That's good to see. 24, 9, and 5 with 5 threes for Sharp. Thibel started, played 36 minutes. He had his three steals. He hit his three threes. 
That's enough to at least be like a 14-team league stream guy, while Tumani Kamara had 11-9 and nine in 32, and they started once again with Duop Reith with DeAndre Ayton out. 10-6 with two steals for Reith. Nice deep league guy. But again, we just don't know. Like, there was no um, Ayton in this one. There was no Grant. There was no Brogdon. I don't know when Brogdon returns from this knee soreness. They played Scoot 30 minutes, and it was terrible. Someone brought this up the other day, and I think it's true. I'm not sure about it, but I think it's true. They were like, we've got to really have a look at the G League Ignite program because the guys coming out of there, they're not it. They haven't done anything. Jalen Green, Kaminga, okay. Um, Dyson Daniels, Scoot, Leonard Miller fell in the draft. Be troubling. And I think the G League Ignite has got a lot of prospects this season. It's a, it's a way bigger mess. Everyone plays the same position. They're all eating each other's asses. It's all over the place. They're, nothing looks good out of that program at all at the moment. What do you do with Scoot is the question I know you're asking. And honestly, it's an individual personal preference that I don't need to get involved in your personal affairs. But I am stubborn. I'm old. I'm crotchety. I'm grumpy. But I'm stubborn. So I will hold. I'm not changing my assessment on Scoot Henderson, the prospect, after 12 NBA games. I will very, very readily admit he has looked shithouse in most of it. He has. But we have seen this many times. The first 20 games, the first 80 games of a player's career as a point guard is often shocking. And this this is really bad. Let's go back to the December 15th free agent free up trade period talk for fantasy again. Because that's probably how long I'm giving it here with Scoot. I just need to see some improvements. The minutes are encouraging. 30 of them is good. But 10-3-3, no defensive stats, no field goals, or bad terrible field goals, bad free throws. It all looks ugly as shit. And there is a distinct possibility that the pre-draft assessment was, was badly wrong. But I'm not willing to say that after 12 games. I'm not willing to say that it's right or wrong. It looks bad, but I'm not going to go that that far on it. So, I do have Scoot in one league, I think, and I'm holding him, and we assess it in two weeks and see what happens. But very, very disappointing. Jabari Walker played 27 minutes. He had 10, 3, and 2 on 30% in 27 minutes. Look, that's fine enough to stream, but that's really all it is. I actually streamed him in today in one league just to get a start out of him. And like, that's all right. Like, it's fine. But, you know, his ass is going back to the drawing board next game. Well, actually, he might not because he might hold him in that one because we are, it is the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. So it's just a little bit deeper. But yeah, that's, uh, it's disappointing. Disappointing in that game all around for Kyrie and the performance of Scoot, obviously a bit disheartening. And lastly, we go to the Clippers traveling to Utah to beat the Jazz. Final score here, 117 Clippers, 103 Utah. Kawhi, finally, finally, we got a crack at my guy. We were a bit worried. Usage was down. Efficiency was still pretty good, but just weren't involved. 41-5 and five with six threes and five assists in 38 minutes. Played every game. Big minutes. Great to see this game. It is against the Jazz, but it's good to see it. While Paulie George had 20 points with six steals and a block, his steal numbers had been actually really down as well lately. So that all that stuff came back to fruition. But still, this problem exists. That's great for Kawhi. 32 usage is awesome. But it meant Paul George had 18 usage and Jim Harden had 18 too. And I don't, they can't all do it at the same time. Best case is going to be they're all at 23, 24, I think. 
Harden had 12, 7, and 8, which is worse than he'd been performing, but still not terrible. Well, Zubats played 42 minutes because Daniel Tice was out and they don't trust Musa Diabite and they don't trust PJ Tucker. <clears throat> 18 and 12 for Zubats with two blocks. Well, Westbrook played only 17 minutes. That is a very clear drop. It has to be. You can't be holding an 18-minute-a-night reserve. Five and five with two blocks. He's a very clear drop. And he's rostered in 93% of 12-team leagues. I want to see that number down tomorrow. Norman Powell had 10 points in 28. We can't trust that. We can't trust Terrence Mann with 10 points in 30. They are not 12-team league guys outside of desperation-type stream scenarios. They went with just an eight-man rotation here with only Westbrook Powell and Kobe Brown coming off the bench. For the Jazz, they didn't make a change to the starting lineup, which I thought they might. We did get... So we still had no marketing, but we did have... Uh, actually, that's not true. They did make a change to the starting lineup. Not what I, They didn't go too extreme with is what I'm trying to say. We had um, Jordan Clarkson returning. He started, had six points in 28 minutes. Pretty yuck. Keontae George was better. We know he'd been one of the worst shooters in the NBA, but 15 points, three assists, two threes, and a steal. I am still holding. Walker Kessler started. There we go. 18 and 12, two steals and four blocks. Only 44% shooting, but he started. The minutes were up, and we got blocks. We can't ask for anything more. Well, Johnny Collins had been floundering, but it's a good game. 19 and 13, two steals and four blocks also. Ah, oh, Walker Kessler clone. 18 minutes for a Linux, and you're going to be shocked. Hold on to whatever penis you can find. Talk to the man next to you. Go, I've got headphones, but do you mind? Just hold on. Omer Yurt7, DMP City. What a shock. Have we ever seen it before? I think we might have. I think we've seen it before. Shocking nobody. So why, Will Hardy, did you persist with it? Persist? No Z in it. Why did you persist with this nonsense for so long? I never will understand a coach. Mate, you're our starter, you're our starter, you're our starter. Actually, your shit never touched the floor again. Why? I know a Linux returned, but still, come on. But my man Taylor Hendricks still played 12 minutes. He didn't do anything, but he played 12 minutes. So he's at least into a part of the rotation, whether he remains there when marketing returns, I don't know. But for now, that's interesting enough for deeper leagues to keep a, a, a tab on. While Abaji went from 21 points last game to five because this is Oshai Abaji. That's why we don't react and add him. He's a very, very, very deep league guy only. Solid game from Horton Tucker, 16-1-5. and five. We can't trust it often enough. He's only in a, a stream scenario guy. While 18 minutes for Sexton, 13 points. The numbers are okay there for Sexo. But again, we don't care to roster those guys in 12-team formats. And that, that is all the games over. It is. I said I'm not going to do the full show of um, putting up all the awards graphics. I've got to get out of here, get this posted. But I'll tell you right now, the monstrous was Kawhi Leonard. Your waiver wire line of the night was Trey Jones. You can add him. Your young gun of the night was the Bronco Jalen Williams, just ahead of Victor Wembanyama. And you're done. It's got to be Duncan Robinson. It's got to be Duncan Robinson. Or maybe he's not rostered in enough leagues. Ah, it's Aaron Gordon. What am I talking about? Three and six on bad percentages. 20% from the field and the line. There you go. There's your dud of the night. Don't forget, if you are a legend who is here and watching this, we do an Operation 70K. We're doing Operation 70K. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe to the show on audio. Love you guys as well. Come across and check the YouTube video out as well and, uh, and subscribe, follow wherever you are. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.